Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us as we get in the Word of God, talk about it, pray about it, and allow it to transform us and to make us into the people God has created us to be. We are His restoration project. Some people like to restore and flip homes. God likes to restore us. Now, He's not going to flip you. He's not going to sell you off once He's made you wonderful. He's preparing you for eternal glory. That's why we come here and get in the Word of God and allow it to change our lives. We have a glorious present and an even more glorious future. Amen? There was a bracelet many people would wear years ago based on a, a book, and the bracelet said simply, WWJD, what would Jesus do? And it basically talked about how we would treat other people. And it's a great question. It's one that we ought to think about, you ought to think about, because as a disciple of Jesus Christ, we're called to follow in his footsteps, walk as he walked, emulate his example, imitate his love. And so, how did he live? And yesterday we talked about a very, very vital principle and teaching about unity, how you can have unity in your church. That's what Paul was writing about. But the principle here relates to your marriage, it relates to your friends, relates to your your family, everything, every aspect of life. And it says this, do nothing from selfishness or selfish ambition and empty conceit, thinking more highly of yourself than you ought to, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not look out, merely look out for your own personal interest but also for the interest of others. Now, question, regard one another as more important than yourselves? How do you do that? Well, the the way you do it practically is you look out for their interest. But if you don't believe this deep in your soul, you're not going to do it. And deep in our soul, most of us feel we're more important than other people. And so the question becomes, how how do you do this? If down deep, you really don't think other people are more important than you. And so I want to stop with a, start with a little bit of soul searching here. Is that what you think? And if you do think that, I want you to recognize that that is what we read here as selfish ambition and empty conceit, to think of yourselves more highly than you ought. Yesterday, we saw verses where we were urged Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but to think with sound judgment. And so when Scripture says to regard others more important than ourselves, how do we do that? How do we find the motivation? Well, number one, if you don't feel that way, number one is we obey God. We simply obey Him. I mean, this is what He says, regard one another more important than yourself. Folks, as Christians, we are people— who are called to obey God rather than our feelings. This is a vital, vital lesson for every one of us to to know and to to grow and mature, is instead of following our feelings, we follow the Spirit of God, we obey God, we follow the Word of God, and we trust that our feelings will follow. Sometimes they're obvious and sometimes they're not. Sometimes our feelings don't show up for a long time. But, but the point being, we follow the Scripture. We obey the Scripture. When you look throughout Scripture, so many times the things people did, great people did, I doubt they felt like it. I doubt Jesus felt like going to the cross. We know he didn't. 
I, I, many things people didn't feel like doing, the reward comes afterwards. And so because he's Lord and we're not, and because we're servants and he's the master, we obey him. If he says regard others above ourselves, more important than ourselves, look out for their interests, we do it. But there's a second motivation. This is a great, very, very important motivation. Paul goes on to explain it in the very next verse of Philippians 2, verse 5. Have this attitude. Well, what attitude? The attitude of regarding others more important than yourself. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus. That was his attitude. That's how Jesus thought. He regarded you and I more important than himself. That's what he's saying. You should have this attitude because Jesus had this attitude. He is our example. He is our motivation. And so have this attitude in yourself, which was in him, who, and how how did he express that attitude? Who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant and being found in the likeness of men. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself to the by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Now, friend, listen. If you feel that you are looking at someone God calls you to serve and regard as more important than yourself, and you're thinking, yeah, but they really aren't. Well, look to Jesus and ask, what would Jesus do? Because Jesus wasn't like one man amongst equals. He was God. He was equal with his father, and he did not grasp onto his position. He did not consider himself as like, hey, wait a minute, I'm God. I'm going to go down there. They need to take care of me. They need to do all these. They should be dying for me. He chose to put us ahead of himself. He chose to consider us more important, and he is our supreme example. And we should follow that example. Now, Practically, I don't know if God's going to ask, ask you to actually die for another believer, for another person. I don't know. If, you, if, you're in the, if you're in the military, you might have to die for someone or, or die for a cause or die, die for freedom or whatever. You may, have an op, you may have a time when actually you do lay down your life for someone physically and actually die. But for most of us, we're not really ever presented that option in, in life. But what we do have is will we serve and value them here on earth? And so Jesus set the example in going to the cross that he valued us, considered us more important, but he also lived that way. And I want to look at an example of him valuing his disciples and, and by extension valuing us while before he died and in a more practical way than actually going all the way to the cross. And that's found in John chapter 13. This was the last night Jesus was alive. It was the Passover meal. Let's read about it, and I'll be reading it from the NLT, New Living Translation. And it goes like this. Before the Passover celebration, Jesus knew that his hour had come to leave this world and return to his Father. He had loved his disciples during his ministry on earth, And now he loved them to the very end. It was time for supper, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. 
Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything and that he had come from God and would return to God. So he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist, and poured water into the basin. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet. By the way, a couple typos in there. If you're reading along with me on YouTube, I read it properly. Follow what I said, not the typo. But what a, what a story. What an example. You know the story. What had happened was Jesus had, had uh, um, come to the Last Supper. This Last Supper had been prepared. Uh, the, the food was there. All the, all the fixings were there. But as was the custom, they would lie down. They would kind of recline at table, and they wore sandals, and there were animals in the street, and feet would get dirty. And so it was necessary to have someone to wash their feet, and evidently someone forgot to bring the, to hire a foot washer. Now, a foot washer is a lowly job. It was for a servant. And I can just picture what was happening here is the disciples were there, and the food was being prepared, and there was a who forgot to order the fish washer, the foot washer, who forgot to get the person here to wash our feet. And everybody's saying, Peter's saying, you know, ah, and John and all these people, how come nobody, you know, the important part of the dinner party was overlooked. And yet nobody was going to get up and wash the feet because that's a lowly servant's job and it was dirty and they came there to eat and they didn't want to get dirty, get their hands dirty. They didn't want to wash people's feet and take that lowly position. And so Jesus took it. And practically what was he doing? He was serving and he was saying, I consider you more important than me. I'm going to take the lowly job. I'm not sitting here saying, you know, uh, Peter, you come wash my feet. He said, I'll be the one to wash the feet. He took the lowly job, the servant's job, and he modeled this type of leadership, servant leadership, that that uh, be, the true greatness is not found by being the one who gets your feet washed. True greatness is found by being the one who washes the feet of others. Now, this was obviously more than just that act. It was symbolic of something of how Jesus said we should be living our lives. We should be considering regarding others as more important than yourself. The important people got their feet washed. The less important did the foot washing, and Jesus modeled it. Now, now, how could he do that? How could he do that? Well, he, he did it because he was secure in who he was. He knew he was going back to the Father. He knew that, that God loved him. He knew the Father loved him. He knew that the Father had given him authority. He knew his position with his father, and he was secure enough that he did not need to assert his place in the pecking order in order to feel good about himself. And this, I'd like to suggest, is the key to having this attitude of regarding others more important than yourself. You can only do it if you have a good understanding of who you are with God, your relationship with God. If you are secure knowing who, that he loves you, knowing that you're going to heaven, knowing that he's made you his child, knowing that you're going to reign with him in glory, be revealed with him in glory, knowing that you're going to be rewarded in eternity, then you're free. You are free to serve others without having to say, wait a minute, I deserve you to serve me. I'll tell you, I see it. We see it in, in the world. Personally, I find it uh, a repulsive when people, because why, I think I've just lived this, I've been given this, this 
built into me, and I'm grateful for those who built into me this example of Jesus being a servant and calling us. As I said, the, this was the only piece of real marriage advice I got was um, regard my wife more important than myself, look out for her interest, don't expect her to serve me, I'm there to serve her, and so forth. Regard her more important. This is what Jesus modeled. And when we see it in the world where people expect to be served, it's it's ugly. Now, this doesn't mean, of course, that you know if someone has a certain position that they should not uh, out of respect for the position, for instance, you know, someone who's like a president or something, they out of respect for their position, of course, should allow people to honor that role. But even there, they should have a spirit of humility in towards those they're around. Amen. So my friends, this is how you do it. This is how you do it. You follow what would Jesus do? Well, what did Jesus do? Not only did he die for us, Philippians 2, 5 through 8, but he washed the disciples' feet and left an example for us to follow. That's what he said, by the way. Peter, of course, just to finish the story, Peter said, you're not going to wash my feet. Come on, Jesus, I ought to be washing your feet. You're not going to wash my feet. And Jesus said, if you don't let me wash your feet, you have no part of me. And of course, he was talking here about, I've come to serve you. You must let me serve you or you'll never be saved. If you don't let Jesus save you, you'll never be saved. If you think you've got to, your, all, your whole relationship is based on what you do for Jesus, you'll ne- you don't understand it. Our relationship with God is based on what Jesus has done for us. You must let him save you. You must let him serve you. And if you do, then you follow his example and how you treat others as well. Amen? Let's pray about it. Oh, Father, we thank you so much for the, the, the example set for us by our Lord Jesus Christ. It seems upside down, Jesus, that you would, you are the King of Kings. You're highly exalted. You're the Son of God. You did these, you were the teacher. You were the Lord. And, and yet you didn't expect everything to revolve around you, but rather you served others. And therefore, God, your Father has highly exalted you. Help us to believe deep in our soul, Father, deep in our soul that we should regard others more important than ourselves as you did. Help us, Lord, to slay this this evil within us of selfish ambition. You said where there's selfish ambition, there's disorder in every evil thing. Help us not to think more highly of ourselves than we ought to think, but to realize that we'd be on the path of destruction if you'd not saved us. And Jesus, because you treat others, you regard others more important, that's why we do it. We want to embrace your value system, treat others the way, Jesus, you would treat them. I pray this, what would Jesus do, would be true in our lives. We bless you today. We love you. We give you this day. Fill us with your spirit. Thank you that you help us to live as you call us to live. We don't do it on our own. Jesus, we allow you to save us. We allow you to fill us and empower us. And it's in your name we pray. Amen and amen. Okay, folks, boy, in the Word of God, awesome. If you live this way, if you embrace these principles we talk about, your life will change for the good. You'll have an, you will be filled on the inside. You'll be walking as Jesus walked. That's why we come get in the Word of God every day. We, th- this, is, this is counterintuitive. This is against the flesh. This is not the way we'd normally live. We need to be inspired and encouraged, built up day by day 
because we get so many messages to the contrary. So I'm glad you come here. If you're a regular, I'm so grateful that you come and you're serious about your spiritual growth and you're allowing me to sow the seed of God's word in your life. If you're new, welcome. I hope you'll subscribe to the channel, like the video on the way out, share with your friends, post on your social media, and join us regularly. We invite you to be part of our community. God bless you. I love you, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.